Welcome back, everyone. It's episode two of Drunk Musicals. I'm so glad you could join us. Apparently, Justin felt that his body was up to the task of doing another one of these. And so uh, we looked outside and saw the moon and thought that it was the right time to do it. That's a bit of a hint for what musical we're going to be watching. This time on Drunk Musicals, I am, of course, one of your hosts for the evening, Benton Hartley. And with me is the other host of this show, as always, I say that it's the second time we've done this. Diana Moser, Diana, how are you? I am pumped, Benton, thank you. Ready yeah. for this. Excellent. Uh, we had so much fun doing the first one of these. I know Justin did, especially the morning after. Um, yeah, Justin, how are you feeling about this one? You, you excited? Hi, everyone. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, after, uh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's good. It's good that we have this rapport where we can be honest. Yeah. Yeah. This. I want. I want everyone to know that this is a safe space. <laughs> This is probably the only space I would feel safe to drink in excess in. I like to drink. Uh, I don't like to get drunk. I don't. I don't really. I don't really hang out with people that drink to uh, purposefully. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah, oh, drink to forget. Right. <laughs> like oh, that's you. It's not me. And, um, and this is as good a time as any to remind our listeners that we here at Drunk Musicals are big believers in drinking responsibly. So do as we say, not as Justin does. Exactly. Yeah. And we would like to clarify, we're doing it safely. We're at home. We're all at home. We're safe. And also Justin ate uh, two hamburgers to himself less than an hour ago. So you, you make it sound like I ate them and like I didn't let you have any. Well, like, you did. It sounds did, like I took them both for me. You did make us watch though. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking, I am sick in the head. And speaking of making us watch. I think that it's time to reveal to our listeners the movie musical that we are going to be watching tonight. Um, before we get to the actual title of it, Diana, how are you feeling about watching this movie tonight? Mixed feelings. Yes. Because, um, I don't know, yeah, I'm gonna try to say this without giving it away. Um, I have seen this musical in film form before, but not this form. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I loved it, the other form I watched it in. And fun fact actually about me, uh, when my mom was about eight months pregnant with me or something like that, my parents were living in Toronto and uh, they actually were able to see this musical when it was touring. And uh, there actually was a moment uh, pre-show where uh, part of the, the story was uh, there were some cast members um, creating some atmosphere just before. And anyway, one of them happened to pop up right beside my mom. And she said, she said, I swear I almost had you right there. Like, <laughs> so that's a fun fact for me. And scares uh, the baby right out of her. Where, where I come from. Yeah. So that's good, good times. Um, yeah, this, I think I was thinking about this as I was making dinner tonight. Um, I think this might be my first musical that I was actually in the theater for. I saw it at Neptune in oh. the early 2000s. I think I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. Um, it was luckily followed up by Les Mis quite soon afterwards. So that's what <laughs> I tell people my first musical was. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's rip this bandaid off, shall we? 
The movie musical that we are watching tonight is the 2019 cinematic classic. It is Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's love letter to the feline form and cocaine. It is Cats, everyone. We are watching the James Corden vehicle Cats. Um, so Justin, as is traditional on this show, I want you to talk to us about what you know about this movie. Uh, I know the movie. Well, slash musical, yeah. I guess. Yeah, slash musical, yeah. yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let's let's, let's open up the world. Um, well, for the movie, I'm gonna go on record in saying it's probably fine. I, <laughs> I think we, people just get so worked up about things these days. Like people just get so mad and I think people just get in love with the idea of being mad and having an opinion. And I'm like, ah, how much is this really substantiated? So I'm willing to bet it's a little overrated in, in its, uh, in its negativity. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's weird, but I'm sure it's probably, probably not that bad. Um, but, uh, as far as the musical goes, uh, I don't really don't know a whole too, too much about it. Um, I remember, uh, when I was eight years old, my favorite movie was Meet the Parents. Uh, we had a had a VHS copy of it, and I and I watched it a lot. And in the opening uh, previews, there was a, a tribute VHS coming out to the works of Andrew Lloyd Webber. And uh, one of the segments in the in the trailer was uh, for Cats, and uh, I hadn't heard of it at the time, so I just remember watching it a uh, a few times there, and I was just like, hmm. I don't know what the hell's going on here, but uh, I don't think I'm going to do this theater stuff. <laughs> and uh, boy, was I mistaken. I, I think I had the same VHS uh, yeah. version of Meet the Parents because I remember that commercial quite well. Um, I'm also interested in how the pandemic has shaped our vision of this movie because this was one of the last real cultural moments that happened before the pandemic yeah. hit. And so I'm thinking like really in my idea of consciousness culturally of the Western world, I guess you could say, it was like cats. And then the next thing I remember was Tiger King and that yeah. was the start of the pandemic. So I'm interested to see if it's really as bad as we remember it being in that cultural moment because so much other shit has happened to us since. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's cinematic karma. I think we were too mean to cats and then... Uh... They're like, oh yeah, we'll show you. And then they uh, they made Tiger King right around the time the coronavirus started to take over the world. So I think we deserve it. Fair enough. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> At the just to be clear, this is the sober part of the uh, of the recording. Uh, these takes are sober. I stand by them. Uh, I'm gonna get drinking here real soon once we start watching the movie. Um, for those the who are interested, of... Justin, what's on the menu for you this evening? Oh, uh, I'm starting with the beer. I'm going to be dumb tonight. Uh, I'm going to drink beer. Got some I got an IPA. It's called Nickel Nickelbrook Brewing uh, Headstock uh, IPA. It's good. Good brown can. And um, <laughs> uh, what else? Can I, have, I think I might have two of these. And then... I'm going to have some gin. I bought some more gin today. I got some, uh, uh, what is it? S sapphire? Is it the Bombay, Bombay Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. Bombay Sapphire, yeah. the little blue one. I'm going to drink that. And uh, they say you shouldn't mix 
beer and liquor. Like you shouldn't drink them uh, too much at the same time. But uh, you know what? I'll do it um, for the sake of the podcast. I'll do it. Um, I really regret it last time. I um, I regretted a lot of things I said. Uh, I remember when you sent me a uh, a copy of uh, the recording. I listened to it and I was like, I don't know who that is that's speaking in the drunk part. Like, I, that's like a stranger talking. And I, I have no memory of it. Also, the next morning, I, uh, I threw up twice. Uh, <laughs> Although once was because you were like, I'm really thirsty and drank a lot of water too quickly. Yeah. So confusing, I, confusing I, your body. It's quite dehydrated. And then I, I drank a liter of water and then uh, threw it up within minutes. And, uh, I felt very ashamed. And then a lot of you listeners uh, made some really nice posts on social media, which, you know, cheered me up. Uh, You got to celebrate my shame. So I'm glad some people got to have some fun at my expense. And uh, I'll do it again. Yeah. Let's say we do it again, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to uh, go watch this movie, everyone. And then we are going to come back after we finish the movie and get Justin's review of it uh, and hopefully he is coherent and well-worded as we expect him to be. We will see you on the other side. Okay. Well. We're back. That certainly happened. Um, I think we did. Yeah, Diana, I want to ask you a question to begin. Okay. Let's cast our minds back to a hypothetical situation where it is the holiday season of 2019. <laughs> yeah. You have just spent $15 on a movie ticket to see this movie. As you're leaving the theater, how are you feeling? I think I'm just feeling in disbelief as in, you know, but also kind of like, you know what? That was actually pretty funny. That was a fun memory I'll have now. It was so bad. Yeah. That I, I just, it's, it's funny now. So I guess I, w- I wouldn't say that I would be upset. It would be more that it was, it's still an experience that I will re- remember. Do you know what I mean? I think for me, it'll be something, you know, when we're all allowed back out into bars again, We'll all be sitting around a table and everyone will just mention cats. And then you can be somebody at that table who's kind of like, yeah, I saw it. I've seen cats. And everyone's like, oh my God, how was it? Was it as bad as they said? And you're like, yeah, actually it was. Um, But like, I think for me, it's not that it was bad necessarily. It was just that it was ununderstandable. Like they like, yeah. had a whole bunch of choices they could have made and they made the worst choice at every possible opportunity. I know. I it's I was thinking about this yesterday. I was chatting with my fam and one of my sisters who um as I mentioned before, we watched we had like a VHS copy of a version that was like a tape specifically for video or whatever in the late 90s and we watched it all the time. But just thinking about cats, if you look at the independent parts of it, like the music the words, the, and if you actually look at the theatrical costuming, the makeup and the movement that was done as the stage production, just the language of movement they had, 
Um, and actually a lot of the set, they used the set pieces of the set, like they moved it around and mm-hmm. made new versions of the world because of moving pieces of the set. So all of those pieces together is just really what's cool about theater and live performance. Um, but then when you put it together, you're, and I think, sorry, what my sister said best, she said, and also when you're watching it on stage, no one's thinking, oh, these are cats. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Very clear, you know, like everyone is in that suspension of disbelief of we're watching this world come together in front of us. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, well, that that's sort of what I meant because like there's something so in, inherently theatrical and spectacular and I mean spectacular in the way of to do with spectacle yes about cats mm-hmm. that fundamentally I don't believe can work as a as a traditionally filmed movie yeah and so even just the idea to do it is the wrong choice I think I would agree with you it's one of those that is not a medium that works because it's already fantastical mm-hmm. and a movie what the film medium can do is create fantasticalness out of something that doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that level. But Cats already kind of is at that level. Yeah, on absolutely. Stage. So yeah, the movie did nothing for it. In fact, it kind of just was detrimental. Yes. Um, speaking of choices that people will one day end up regretting, I think it's time to bring in the third member of our panel to discuss <laughs> things. Justin, how are you? Ah. yeah i know buddy Ah. um how are you how do you how do you how do you like the movie how do how are you feeling about the movie it's hard to watch yeah i know um this compared to the previous one i was more focused on like Am I drunk enough? Like I, I'm only concerned now because like I have a basis of comparison. Whereas like I felt like the last one, I don't even remember when it happened. It just kind of happened. But it, during this one, I was like, I need to be drinking harder and faster because. Uh, I feel like I'm like a lot through this movie and I'm not drunk enough. But then as I would like refill my drink, I remember you saying from just watching with you, oh, we're only 20 minutes in. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe this just is how the audience always feels that I always, I need to be drunker so, so what you're saying is the movie felt a lot longer to you than you expected it to yeah like i was just like this felt like a long movie to <laughs> uh to get to a point of like trying to understand what this point was i have an idea of what this film's about okay that's what we we're gonna ask yeah you. if you could just if you could synopsize this film and this musical okay very early on i thought of an allegory for this movie okay there's an allegory at play listeners what i'm gonna have a sip i'm still drinking 
I have an idea. It's an allegory. And what I mean is this is like they're using one thing. They're using one thing in place of another thing for like a larger meaning. So um, what do I want to explain first, though? Um, so this movie, I don't really know the story of anything like, I know Ben and Diana have uh, a broader knowledge of the franchise, I guess. It's not a franchise, but okay. The story? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a franchise. There's a sequel, maybe. No, no there's not. Hey, maybe by the end of this movie, I kind of hope there is. Like, I'm just like, I still have a lot. I have more questions than answers. Um, what was I talking about? It was an allegory. Okay, as an allegory, cats. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, this is for like people listening who are in entertainment. If you do musicals, if you do theater, if you do comedy, listeners, you'll get this. You'll get where I'm coming from. Uh, this is an allegory about Broadway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not about animal cats. It's not about wild cats or pet cats. This is about Broadway actors. This is just a play or a musical about Broadway actors, about like what it means to transcend into that level of like, okay. I don't got to worry anymore about seasons or reviews or what my agent has to say about my work. This is about actors in the prime of their Broadway career. This is like the chorus members, the principal actors who are in their like late 20s, early 30s who are like, fucking landing those roles that are like mm, Tony primed baby ready to go and then those like fucking salt of the earth like in their 60s maybe late 50s that are like I won a Tony once I have advice to give to the new generation <laughs> and like I think it's about that relationship. But then, fuck, there's so many mistakes you can make in this industry. Not even mistakes, just choices in this industry, which people in your field can describe as a mistake because it's not made with fucking money or like, fame in mind but like something that your heart tells you was a good choice at the moment but like fucking what's her name old lady cat the one memory in the moonlight gettysburg cat grisabella grisabella not gettysburg 
uh Grisabella, like singing her heart out like i'm like she's the cat who fucking she took a shot at like off broadway like something different something weird but now that like society is like fucking smarter like smartened up they're like oh shit we should have been more understanding and empathetic of what's going on now we're looking at that of those choices uh and being like no you're right risks are okay this is like you we're putting you on a pedestal um so i think like cats is like what did i what's her name again isabella. isabella so like her being like the one that deuteronomy chose to ascend you remember that name <laughs> yeah deuteronomy i don't know i think is that a bible name yeah the like book of deuteronomy is it a book i think so okay but i'm like i think that's like being like old fucking guard broadway looking at risk choices being like all right we weren't sure at first that's on us but you took a risk and you knew there was something real like you were drawn to something maybe it didn't turn out like what you expected it would or what anyone expected it would but we know you're following your heart and that alone that's worth acknowledgement and that's worth celebrating so you get to ascend i mm -hmm. guess mm -hmm. um and maybe my analogy of like what did i say like <laughs> did i say like i'll be honest justin i have no idea <laughs> Is that does that make sense, Ben and Diana? I feel I, like I had a rant. Like I, that's where I got from the movie. Hey, and that's no, hey, that's totally valid. No, I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, we have neighbors in our apartment. I'm just like, no, it's it's a good. No, point. we're we're all in this together. No, absolutely, and I gotta say, in terms of reviews of the musical cats that is definitely one of the more politically sensitive ones i've ever heard i'm just so mad <laughs> i'm like this isn't a joke like i'm just i know i know no no listeners like i'm that kid who's like the teacher's like okay what do we think this musical cats is about and no one raises their hand i'm that kid who's like teach i'm probably wrong but here's my idea. Someone jump in and just, like, we'll start from here. You know what I mean? I do. I do. We simply asked you, what do you think <laughs> the story was about? And you okay. told you this came from the heart. You told us what you thought the story was about. So um, not quite a synopsis, but more of a critique. All right. Ben, ask again. Wait, wait, which question? The previous question. Like what the, did I think it was about? Oh. <laughs> so Justin, what do you think 
What do you think happened in the movie Cats? All right. This is the second take. <laughs> because. No, don't. I've come to the understanding that maybe my first take was too drunk. Uh, I think. Uh, my, are you asking, you're asking my take on the movie. No, I'm asking you to summarize what happened. Okay. I definitely <laughs> then got way off topic. In the first take of this question, I was really in my head about this movie. But literally the synopsis. You would explain it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whoosh. Here's what I think happened in the movie. Ben and Diana. Uh, first off, I think I got drunker than I intended to be because this movie is only like less than 120 minutes. And there's a moment I was like, oh, I'm not drinking enough in this movie. And then I realized we're only 20 minutes in. And I was like, oh my God, this movie is a lot longer than it actually is. And that's proof of Einstein's theory of relativity. <laughs> Time is relative. Um, I think it's about uh, a young cat. She's been abandoned by yep. her family. Like the movie, yep. at least. She got abandoned in like Cat City. Uh, or it's a, a city apparently run by cats. And uh, she's like, Okay, uh, I live here now, but I think maybe she used to be like a domestic cat, and like she's dropped into a city populated by wild cats, and really it's a story of like um, a domestic cat adjusting to the life of a wild cat, mm. and in that she learns that okay wild cats have different names like they have like a different value of names um there's cats that watch other cats who live in like homes like that one cat who likes watching like gumby cat who is like a, a home cat who eats cockroaches and like is played by rebel wilson yeah mm -hmm. yeah this isn't a test, by the way, but yes, you're correct. I'm just trying to remember the story. And then there's like Magical Cat, who's like, I can pull a cat out of a hat, cat. Or I can, whoa, what was the card you pulled? Was it the Ace of Spades? You got it. Oh, Mr. Mistopheles. You genius cat, you could be that as well. But then there was also like the twin cat burglar cats who were like, yo, we steal diamonds and shit. We steal bracelets and shit. We're also pretty cool at it. But also we were on the original like live tour of this and we're not celebrities so we actually know what we're doing 
here with our characters. There's some bad character performances here. James Corden. Wow. I um, I didn't need him to be in Cats for me to just like his work as a comedic performer more. <laughs> but uh, hey, bud, do you want to add that to your resume of things I don't like about you? Go right ahead. Go right a fucking head. Like, I don't know, man. Listen, I don't want to get into like late night talk about it or insider comedian baseball. I'm a comedian. I try, but like, I don't know, David Letterman and Conan O'Brien, they used to like slap their guests around, but now you got acts like Jimmy Fallon and James Corden that are like, I'm just so happy to see you. And I'm like, yo, fuck, it's your job. That's your job to see these people be funny about it. You don't got to like fucking, fucking pad their diapers about it, about this shit. I don't know. I just think like, Get the fuck out of here with that. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. You know what? I, like, I'm sorry that I feel like I'm taking over like this podcast. I know that that's what that's what this podcast is all about, man. Um, Jellicle cats don't know what that means. I feel like that's like a Shakespeare abbreviation of angelical cats. Okay. Angelical, like in terms of angel ish. Uh, didn't expect dame judy dench to be the one in charge of like knighting cats to be the ones that go to heaven but also like it's kind of strange to me that there's like a tribe of cats that are fighting to decide who are the ones that die like that's a weird thing to me like fighting for power is one thing but fighting for like i get to die now is like that's yeah. a bit of a big pill for me to swallow. I was going to ask another a quick question. All right, yeah. I want. Uh, this is uh, this is Justin from Half a Star Drunk Musicals podcast, and I'm now passing it off to Ben and Diane. Thank you, Diane. You had a question. I did. Um, for those who don't know, but I guess who do uh, as well cats this came from a series of poems that were written by i believe it was an english british um t.s Eliot. author t.s Eliot. Yep. um and uh i think how it went down is i remember telling you that just and you were like wait what but those his his work is beautiful how how does it translate i'm like i mean you'll see i guess and you did so yeah, there you go. I don't know if you, you have any thoughts about T.S. Eliot and what you yeah. saw, the poetry, or not saw or heard. I I think the big thing... What was the question again? It was just about the poetry of T.S. Eliot, that this initially was based on these poems written with different cats. Did you feel a sense of that poetry come through? No. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I feel like um, I feel like a hardworking artist, a hardworking like person in theater was like, all right, how do I make these poems conceivably sound like they're coming from cats? Like cats, 
sharing these poems in a musical way, like in a way where music could support the delivery of the text. Um, I feel like that lived in the musical in some different ways. And I know there's been varying productions of the musical, but I feel like this, they really tried to make uh, it reach the lowest common denominator. But I feel like these poems performed by cats that look more like humans than anything. Uh, I feel like a lot of the in-between was sacrificed in uh, uh, trying to establish why we're singing rather than in, broad, in the Broadway production, they would just, there, there's a lot more freedom to be like, yeah, they're singing and they're performing these poems as uh, pieces of music sung by cats. I feel like a lot more made, I feel like a lot made more more sense when performed by cats in a Broadway setting where the 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 boundaries of storytelling weren't quite as narrow as in um, in a cinematic uh, framework. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, did you like it? Yeah, I really did. I okay. really did. <laughs> uh, Would you recommend it? No, not at all. <laughs> not to a fucking soul on earth. Uh, I uh, I liked it in that uh, I uh, I feel as though they had like in the most binary terms, like okay, a cat is learning to how to become a jellical cat, whatever that means, and learning the world of, like, there's this cat in this, like, new realm that kind of picks a cat that ascends to another realm or whatever, like, the cat that gets to die, which is, like, okay, you get to pick, and then they go on. I feel like it's an interesting mor morality tale, um, which is nice, but I'm just like, how have we not talked about the animation yet? Like, yeah, that's a good segue. Holy yeah. fuck! Like, it was so bad. Like, I feel like the suspension of like disbelief and in the investment into the world that cr they're creating. It was so hard. Like, it's yeah. just so preposterous. And it's just such a shame because I feel like what they're saying with this musical would be so much clearer if, if they didn't try so hard. Well, and so my, my issue with that is that they should have either gone full CGI cats yeah, or people in makeup. And they yeah. tried to do both, and it didn't work at all. It was unsettling. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but this decision to, like, keep moving their ears around, I'm like, that's mm -hmm. all I could watch. And yep. it was distracting. As and the tails, the same deal with the tails. Exactly. Yep. And, and like you said, right, exactly, trying so hard. That's that's not what we're supposed to be paying attention mm -hmm. to. And again, I go back to the, like, the what was really cool about, you know, whether or not you like cats, is, you know, if you, whatever the point is from a, you know, technical point of view, just the makeup and the costuming that went into these 
was beautiful. And mm -hmm. I'm like, all the money you spent on digitization to make it look this terrible, you know, why wasn't that spent on actual costuming and design yep. and makeup? And then these people would have looked amazing. And then you would have been like, oh, okay. And not felt this weird, what's the, the uncanny valley. Uncanny, absolutely. Well, yeah, you said really early on that it looked like they were all stuck in one of those Instagram face swaps. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it looked yeah, like. And absolutely. Oh. Um, I think it's probably for the best if we wrap up. Um, I feel like I just got started. <laughs> I know, and that's what I'm worried about. You keep going. We'll keep going. Listeners. I want to move on to a question that you requested that I ask. You wanted to know, or you wanted you wanted me to ask, I suppose. Okay. Of all of the cats in the movie Cats, which cat would you like to fuck? I believe was your wording. Yeah, we. Uh, I just remember because because this movie yeah. is gratuitously sexual. Oh my it god! It really is, uh, which I was not expecting. Um, but I guess I was not as shocked as I thought I could be. Uh, just from like within the first five seconds, I was like, all right, this is like a sexual movie. Like, it's just like, just like, oh yeah. Like just the silhouettes of everything and just kind of the energy between the cats. Uh, and so I jokingly said, we got to ask what cat do we fuck each? Yeah. And now I want you to answer it. Me? Yeah. Um, I any of them really. Uh, any of them? They're. You do the Rodney. Yeah, like uh, you're. You look. You look fun and cool, open-minded, kind, respectful. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, really though, like. I want to hear you two first. You've heard enough from me. Then I'm not going to let you oh, off the hook about hear. this. You wanted to ask this question, so I'm going to ask it. If you could have sex with one of the cats from uh -huh. Cats, which one would it be? Oh, it's Victoria. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, Or, yeah, no, it's just like, only because she seemed uh, just like, less invested in the world of like uh i'm just like i feel like if i were there i'd be like yeah you and me like i'm terrified of this world maybe if we just stick together whereas like uh i don't know mr mistopheles oh yeah i definitely want to hook up with a magician that's uh absolutely or Maybe Mr. Gillyweed. I don't know what his name was. Just like other eccentric, useless cat. Uh, I don't know. What was his name? Which one? That other one that wasn't a principal cat, but... Uh, oh, yeah. No, uh, he has a name, but they never say it in the movie, so I don't know. He a lot of the singing. I'm yeah. just like, get out of here. Like, like Mungo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Also, hold on. Okay, I thought about this during the movie. Who are the two burglar cats? Mungo, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Mungo Jerry? Yeah. That's the name of the band. That's well, the band was named after the cat. 
In the summertime, <laughs> where the weather is fine, slip right up, Well, on that note, everyone. Wanna... No, no, we're not done. <laughs> no, no. How are we? What are you? What are you thinking? Um, I know I have something to say, and I always feel bad because I'm like, I feel like I'm taking up all of the space. I don't know if Ben and Diana have actually had the, have had the space to say their piece. No, we did. We're fine. Yeah, we I don't did. think. Who would you two have sex with as cats? Um, ben, who would you make love to as a cat? Justin, no. um, first of all, no. thank you for thank you for the question. Yes. Um, I've been thinking about it since you asked me to ask you. I also just want to point out that you were like ready to not answer it. Um, you were like, aha, I'll get away <laughs> with it. You have to answer it too. I said Victoria. Yeah. Only because I'm like, you and me both, girl. We're like, new I'm girl. going to say Rumple Teaser because I have a weird thing for Irish accents. I don't think that's a weird thing. You should have a thing. Yeah, I have a, I have a thing for Irish accents. I'm going to say Rumple Teaser. Rumple teaser. Also, the name Rumple teaser is very funny to yeah. me. <laughs> Diana, my wife to be. <laughs> Tell me which of the cats in the uh, the abomination that we just watched. Which of the cats would you have sex with? Well, I know you're going to make fun of me because you made fun of this cat before, but I just thought he was really cute and sweet. Mr. Mistopheles is just so adorable. I oh. just want to like squeeze him. Well, that's okay. I feel like I could take him. So that's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad you picked him. Well, I feel like I could take Victoria. So there you go. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm, I'm just glad because like, I'm scared you were going to pick like Idris Elba or something. But I'm like, ah. I just still can't believe he was in this. He's film. too handsome. I mean, like, it's ah. like Judy Dench, Idris Elba, and Ian McKellen. Like, what are you doing in this movie? What are you doing in this okay, film? Okay. No, how have we not talked about that yet? Uh, we kind of did. Did we? I don't remember. Idris Elba was like great i don't know what they were thinking with this movie maybe they were like okay we need a way for audiences to get into it there needs to be a villain there needs to be a hero and idris alba whatever they thought for his character they're like you're gonna play the villain and you're gonna get it you're gonna figure it out <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. And then um who else was in it? Ian McKellen. They're like, oh, we need an old theater cast. Uh an old man of the theater, the old man of the boards. We're gonna get you to come in and tell some stories about being a theater actor. And what I thought was really funny is that through that whole song that Gus the Theater Cat has that Ian McKellen, bless him. He's not a singer. He's performing it as a monologue. Same as Dame Judi Dench because they're both like in their 80s and mm-hmm. like, you know, have had a world of life already. But that whole song where he's talking about this past theater experiences and everything, the camera only kept cutting back and forth between him and Judi Dench as if to say like, these two old people know they're reminiscing in this whole yeah. song. I'm like, this is 
this is a weird thing that <laughs> but then at the end of it it cut to like an audience of meow 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 well, meow it also cut to uh dame judy dench cgi lifting her leg over her head that's very true i saw it and i was like that can't be yeah uh and what else can we get ben to say <laughs> that's uh a little bit embarrassing about a musical so on that note we'll say goodnight to mungo jerry and rumple teaser to mccavity to deuteronomy to grizabella <laughs> to mr mistopheles to victoria and to you the listener and to you diana and to you, you Justin. <laughs> What's up? This has been Drunk Musicals. Uh, I will take this opportunity to encourage you to please drink responsibly. And uh, maybe don't watch Cats if you have the choice. That's just our opinion. Anyway, until next time. <laughs>